Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. How are you lads? Con Mort here, Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say, and Mayo Are Back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un, and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do? Pope Francis here, Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Fucking Back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. and how do folks you're welcome to the Mayo are back podcast we're here to discuss and dissect everything that's going on in the world of Mayo G at the moment and what a week it's been folks as we head towards our first conic final since god knows when we're back we're playing Galway we're playing in neutral we're playing in Dublin's neutral home venue of Crow Park and it could go either way the Mayo are back team lines out as selected and as expected Fat Larry is making his 100th consecutive appearance on this podcast and he's joining myself TJ on today's show Fat Larry you're very welcome to the Mayo are Back podcast Thank you very much TJ Hello to all the Mayo are Back listeners at home wherever we may find you It's at times like this that we really thank ourselves for calling this page and podcast Mayo are Back it's, it's great you know it gives myself and yourself TJ license to just forget certain games and to go missing for different stages throughout the season but we're back and Mayo are back as well. It's so exciting. We have been nearly two years away from Crow Park. Mayo are back in Crow Park. We're back in Crow Park for a Connacht final, the first Connacht final to ever take place outside of the province. And the Mayo inbreds, most importantly, are going to be back with a vengeance in Crow Park the next day. Mikhail Park didn't have the required capacity to cater for all of the inbreds that want to go out and see the Mayo boys on Sunday. So they had to move it east across the Shannon up to Dublin, to Dublin's neutral stadium. It promises to be a fantastic day out. And may I also add, I think it's an absolute disgrace that the Connacht final is leaving Connacht. Just as a little caveat there, TJ. You think it's a disgrace, Fat Larry. I suppose it is one of these things that's split opinion high and low around the country. I myself personally cannot wait to make the pilgrimage up to Mecca, as I call it. We'll be, you know, getting on the road nice and early Sunday morning, probably 6 6 a.m., 5 a.m. even, just to be getting up and getting a little feel for the place, making a lot of stops along the way. There's a lot of places of real, real integrity along the way up. I suppose Supermax in Balanac is not one of those places. It's no. a place that has, has no shame, really, in some of the, the disgusting self-publication and self-promotion that they do go on with. And for all of the, you know, what could have been a, a beautiful symbiotic relationship they could have built up with Mayo or Back, they've kind of, they've, they've, they've shafted us in too many ways down through the years. So we'll probably be abstaining from that particular filling station on our way up which may come as a big surprise to many, but there's plenty of other good filling stations along the way. Tulsk, for example, maybe even French Park. If you're coming from Ackle Island or Belmullet, by the time you get to French Park, you're, you have about two or three hours done already. So you want to be getting at least one or two stops in along the way. As you can hear from TJ's voice, there's a lot that we are going to have to digest, bisect, discuss and digress in this podcast you know, you can hear it there. We're pent up. We're feeling a little bit excited. And I suppose my role here today is just going to be to try and put some clarity on some things, some issues that have been raised in the last few weeks that 
I know the inbreds have been very, very pent up about. We have been inundated with messages on our Instagram page. There's some people who are very, very angry, very, very excited, very, very pissed off as well. So there's a wide range of opinions that we're going to have to get across today. And I hope in the next half an hour, hour, hour and a half, however long it takes, we don't know. There's no plan. We are just going to get through it in a nice, calm and... I suppose with a little bit of clarity and as I said clarity is important I am really really excited about the Connacht final on Sunday I can't wait to make the trip but as you said TJ I'm really dreading it as well it's a disgrace Fat Larry you hit the nail on the head there in terms of discussing and dissecting but one of the things I'm having trouble digesting is the feed of burgers that I had yesterday Yeah. but I've been out having a lot of pints in pubs again I've been getting on the ground I've been getting in touch with some of the most vehemently inbred half-bakes you could ever expect to meet in your life and the mood in the country is one of I suppose exuberant positivity these guys they're all talking about you know keeping positive testing negative and making the big trek up to McCroke Park on Sudney now Fat Larry it's been two years I suppose since almost all of our listeners have had the pleasure of seeing our boyens in the green above the red but I suppose It must be going back nine or ten years since you yourself bothered your arse to go to a Mayo game. Will you be going now to this one? As of now, TJ, as of Saturday morning, I haven't decided yet. Um, Like a lot of the Mayo inbreds out there, I have been thoroughly enjoying this lovely hot spell of weather that we've been having over the last few days. I'm a little bit delirious, if I'm being honest with you. You know, when Mayo fever hits, having not experienced it now for nearly two years coupled with you know this really really fine spell of weather you know hot boy summer as well is obviously in Mm -hmm. full flow as you were saying you know we're getting out to the pubs a lot more and kind of enjoying that aspect of it too it's really hard to know and my my head is a little bit all over the place at the minute i tell you tj one thing i i am you know concerned about for not only myself and yourself but for mayo inbreds out at large out there as you said, it's been two years since we've seen these Mayo boys in the flesh. And I mean, if you look through this Mayo team from one all the way down to number 33, there is a real sense that we have got, you know, one of the f- you know finer groups of Mayo players mm. that we've had in a very, very long time. You know, we've got a lot of gender neutrality. We've got a lot of style. We've got a lot of skill. We've got some really, really fine tans on display in this Mayo team. Mm. And what has made it a little bit easier for us over the last couple of months and the last two years, I suppose, is that we've had to watch Mayo through the television at all times. And I would just be concerned now. Hot day, train up to Dublin, cool cans of Bulmers chilling in the fridge, fabulous Mayo players running around Crow Park in tight shorts. I would be just concerned that we might have a couple of lads in the Matter Hospital come Sunday evening. This goes against everything that a Mayo fan stands for, but I just think sometimes you've got to do health and safety first. And as a public service of broadcasting and public health at large, we would advise all Mayo fans to get a couple of cubes of ice in the Bulmers on Sunday morning. I know it goes against everything you stand for. As we've always said in the past here, ice is for igloos. But I think on this rare occasion, with temperatures expected to soar, body temperatures are already going to be at 22, 23 degrees. By the time these inbreds see Tommy Conroy 
Tommy Steps as we call him, lording up and down the Hogan Stand touchline. By the time that moment comes, there'll be fellas passing out with heat stroke, dehydration, total delirium, as you said, Fat Larry. So start your preparation in a correct way and get just two or three cubes ice in that Bulmers and that'll send you well on your merry way come Sunday afternoon. Couldn't agree anymore, TJ. Again, you know, we don't like to say it, but get the ice in. Get the preparation in as well. You know, it's not just about Sunday. It's about making sure you're preparing. You know, for a few days before, we had planned on getting this podcast out a lot earlier, but we've just been far too busy. You know, we're having far Mm -hmm. too much crack and enjoying ourselves way too much, as I hope a lot of the Mayo inbreds out there are as well. You know, it's been a, a, a long, you know, year or so, and it's great now that there's a little bit of a little bit of fun back out there again. You know, COVID-19 vaccines seem to be doing the rounds again. We discussed it a lot towards the back end of 2020 as well. The Mayo fever vaccine. You know, Mayo fever hasn't gone away. It's, you know, I suppose, been quelled a little bit over the last couple of months. There hasn't been many games, but you can just kind of see it building up around the streets of the different towns around the county. Mayo fever, the numbers are rising. It's been reported. You know, we just have to be very, very careful. But... Again, as we said last year, a Connacht final win against the old enemy above and Crow Park would be just the tonic for Mayo inbreds. As Mark Ronaldson said in his column this week in the Western inbreds, he said that a Connacht final versus anyone other than Galway is a big waste of everybody's time. And I'd be so inclined to agree with him in one sense. But in another sense, I thought it was a disgraceful comment in a way. When you see the effort going in in some of the so-called weaker counties like Roscommon, you know, one of these places that they're never really going to win anything you know, of any real significance. And they're one of these real Im- impoverished, terrible, terrible holes of places. But what Mayo have managed to do over the last year is we've managed to take the direct route. I myself personally, some of my fondest Mayo memories and Mayo days, they go back to the hazy summers of 2016 and 17, the Rochi era, as we call them, the backdoor summers, the summers of backdoor love. Mm, yeah, we, we remember them fondly. You know, we think... When I think of the summer of 2017, I think of, you know, Stephen Rochford wearing his jumper in very, very hot conditions. I think of the Mayo Birds, you know, Donald Drake, Keelan Crow, Big Bird Barry Morn, you know, guys who have, you know, left the scene. They've departed. They've flown away, as it were. I suppose and that's really testament to, I suppose you know, just to blow our own trumpets for once, if we may, the longevity of this particular podcast, because the Mayo players, they tend to come and go, whereas we just keep coming and coming every year, yeah. coming back for more. And, you know, as as they say, they keep getting younger. We keep getting older, rather. Old, is, old and long in the tooth is, is all we're getting these days, but they keep staying the same age. And that just comes with experience. You know, we built the foundation back in 2017. Again, not to blow our own trumpet, but, you know, this podcast from the very get-go, TJ, has been built on a firm foundation of clued-in opinion, good analysis, broad thinking. You know, we tend not to get, you know, too caught up in our own, you know, in our own narrative. We like to, you know, involve the inbreds. And as you can see from our Instagram Q&A, the level of, you know inbreeding which has been transferred from our hands over to the inbreds as the years have gone on has just been wonderful to see and I think that is the you know that is the spunk that has kept this podcast going and you know it's just great now I think to be back at the Connacht final stage you know sun beating down 
I like to think back and I like to reflect on different things and you know I always cast my mind back to last year's Connacht final yeah. below in Galway you think of a pissing wet day you think of getting dark at three o'clock in the afternoon you know you think of old Mayo geezers playing in that game that are no longer with us and it just makes me feel very very warm in my heart now that this new young crop are going to go and make inbreds very very happy on Sunday and give them you know a day out on the beer that they haven't had in far too long. We deserve it and I suppose how are we going to deal with that? How will we acclimatise to our surroundings and adapt in our own situation? It's going to be very difficult for some, Fat Larry. If you're like me and you've watched every Mayo game for two years through the lens of a television screen which are nearest and dearest, they'll have been at absolute cracking point listening to some of the shite being spouted throughout those games. So they're very delighted for me to get out for a day out and go up with my minders up to Crow Park and be brought around. And when you're in Crow Park in an environment like that, I know it's, you know, in some ways it's more public of an arena and maybe you should say there's things that you wouldn't say in a public setting that you would say in the comfort of your own living room. But in the GAA, that just flicks altogether. What happens in this kind of situation is the most feverishly, fervently inbred fans you'll ever come across from both sides of the Mayo-Galway divide, they will be losing their absolute rags in Crow Park on Sunday. And that first Mayo do-do-do that rings out around the ground will have tears streaming from my eyes, sweat coming out of me forehead and liquids coming from possibly every other orifice in the body, Fat Larry. Would you agree with that statement? Completely and utterly we you know when you think of covid-19 symptoms i think you've named them all there and as we said many many times here before do not get mixed up between the two symptoms mayo fever is going to be alive and well on sunday and i think we all as a county are very very much looking forward to that i think a huge huge aspect of this game that we haven't had in a long time is going to be the 16th man above in Crow Park. That is going to be absolutely crucial. And I think it could be the difference between the two teams at the end. I, I'm i not going to make my prediction yet. I haven't really thought about the game. I'm just going to have a quick look here now at some of the newspapers and see you know, what players are playing and what the forum has been like coming into it. And then hopefully in the next few minutes, I'll be able to make a good educated stab at who is going to win this game. So just setting up the agenda for the podcast, we're doing it at a very early stage, of course, but I know we want to get around to everything. We want to tick everyone's boxes and cover all of our bases. So we're going to have the feedback from the Instagram Q&A where we put you, the Mayo Inbreds, in the spotlight and we try and tease out some of the questions that are on the tips of your lips. Then we're going to have a little glance through some of the local papers, Fat Larry, because we had a rare moment of appreciation from one of our local papers this week and we'd like to you know get in touch about that and just go through everything from that broader sort of sense of scale of things and then at right at the very end of the podcast one of the real I suppose one of the real positives about doing the podcast so late to the game coming on is that we know what the starting team is we know a little bit about what way we're going to be able to play and how we're going to approach this game from a manifestation point of view. So we're going to be given serious, serious levels of critical analysis and clarity, the type of which you would never get on any other podcast, let alone a Mayo GA-based podcast. So that's all still yet to come on today's show. And Fat Larry, will we get started with our interactions with the fans? I think it's a perfect time to do it and as we always do here, we like to interact the Mayo inbreds. You know, 
in setting the agenda for this podcast. It is for you at the end of the day, and in particular, the Corja Mayo are back out there, and to anyone who is listening who is a member of that most exclusive club, we give a very special shout-out to you, and we hope that you're in, you're in fine fettle. But, you know, one thing these Instagram Q&As do is it really shines a light on the inbreds, and God, TJ, when you shine the light on them and you give them a chance to, you know get it off their chest some of the manifestations and opinions that we get are truly mind-blowing and some of the i suppose proofreading that goes into them is of a very 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 high level yes and one of those men who tends to get in touch whenever he can and whichever which way he can has asked the big question has cluxton's brush retired as well these are the kind of topics now that we we do be getting inundated with text with at the moment because there's all a lot of talk about Stephen Cluxton, who for some listeners, if, in case you're not fully aware, he's the Dublin goalkeeper. He's been in goal for the Dublin team for the last one or two years, and he has picked up a couple of medals along the way. But really, the main thing he's known for, and the greatest honour that could ever be bestowed upon him, is not individual accolades or all-stars, it's his brush-sweeping yeah. ability. What that man can do with a sweeping brush, Aidan O'Shea couldn't do with his own leg. That man is... An absolute wizard of the game. And he's he kept is. Crow Park clean to some of the highest standards we've yeah. ever seen. And frankly, I think it's high time that we shut up start talking about Stephen Cluxton and stop talking about the dubs in general. I think one thing that I haven't liked over the last while is the way, you know, Dublin has managed to fed into our inbreeding and they've taken time out of our own Mayo manifestations. And I don't think that's fair. They're going to do their own thing. Their players are all retiring and we're going to beat them very, very soon. I'm fed up with talking about Stephen Cluxton. I'm even more fed up about talking about his sweeping brush. The brush I want to talk about, TJ, is the Mayo hairbrush. And I think you can see from this Mayo team, the hairbrush is being used widely throughout the squad. I'm thinking of, you know, Oshin Mullen, Porak O'Hora, you know, these guys getting their kit bags ready today now for the big game tomorrow. What are these guys putting in their bag? What are the most important things? Well, they've they've got their boots most importantly they got their shorts they got their tight socks, fitting shorts tight fitting shorts all the better please they've got a foam roller you know they might have their earphones to listen to their music but i can tell you for a fact that right at the top of their list is their hairbrush and you can see from the way this team is lining out we are looking better than we have ever looked before L- combs luscious locks flowing in the wind absolutely love it and i think that is why i firmly believe we have got a huge advantage going into this game the yeah. next day. Well, it all goes back to one of the fundamentals of the GEA, and that is look good, feel good, play good. And we can see that with this fabulous young crop of guys. You know, there'll be fellas in the past who would have spent the night before the game visualising what they're going to do on the ball. In this day and age, it's more like fellas going down, booking into the tanning bed, getting their tan looking on point for the game, going in, getting the teeth whitened the night before the game, getting the eyebrows plucked, getting whatever else you want plucked but as long as you're there looking good feeling good and playing good you can be sure the Mayo fans 100%. are going to feel in a fabulous way as well and will be highly manif- manifest in the crowd you know these are the big things you got to think about am I going to go for a ponytail am I going to go for plaits maybe pigtails are my ends split you know do I have any greys you know these are the important questions that the Mayo players are asking that I feel that other counties are not giving enough time to and that's why I think the Paddy Moclair Cup will be resting in Mayo come Sunday evening. 
there's one thing that Mayo players don't get enough credit for and it is their strength and conditioning. The strength of the conditioner that they have to keep those split ends from being split, to keep the mains looking luscious. I mean... There's a, there's a high level of preparation that goes into the inter-county game nowadays and that starts off with the conditioning. Now we're going to keep talking because one of the young men mentioned there over the last few minutes is Tommy, Tommy Steps as they call him. The man who can get away with eight or nine of those little steppings. Another man wouldn't get away with four. But he's wondering, is Tommy C now Mayo's best player? Or is he Mayo's best chance of winning this game on Sunday? I think he's right up there. As a player... He's got a long way to go. Tommy's only 21 years of age. You know, he's got a lot of improving left to do. He's got a lot of growing. He's got a lot of training in him. And he's got huge, huge potential. The question I'm more interested in, is he Mayo's most fabulous forward? And you'd have to say, at this particular venture, 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy, this guy doesn't need, you know, a heat wave. We've seen him long before the weather got good. We've seen him back in the National League. This guy... Skincare is just second to none. Yeah, well, whether it's raining or shining or whatever, which way the weather manifests itself, when Tommy Conroy runs out onto the pitch on Sunday, there'll be a heat wave in the Mayo fans. Now, there was a message coming in there. In fact, Larry, someone is taking a little bit of issue with the fact that you said Paddy Moclair is going to be resting in Mayo on Sunday <sighs> evening. Paddy Moclair is always in Mayo, of as course, you know, yes. apart from when Balahadreen win it and they take yeah. it into that backwater that is Roscommon apologies for that but hopefully that won't happen anytime soon again Jim John Nestor it's Jimmy Joe Nestor the one that we're looking to bring home across the Shannon it'll be brought over the Shannon anyways but the big question is will they be playing you know will the PA in Crow Park be playing the Galway Girl or will it be playing the Mayo Anthem the Mayo are back Christmas song from last year you know it's hard to know which one of those is going to get its due respect and being aired on Sunday afternoon now someone else is wondering how big of a lead will we throw away before going on to win by the minimum? It's an excellent question. It's something this Mayo team has become well known for over the last couple of years. You know, the way that we attack out of the back, the way we leave ourselves wide open, you know, leaves it, you know, you know, very exciting for Mayo fans. You know, usually these games, they don't, you know, follow any kind of a script. Um, personally, I think at this stage of our Mayo supporting careers, We've seen Mayo blow enough leads at this stage and hold on for a very exciting win. And frankly, if that's the way this game goes on Sunday, I will be very, very happy once we're on the right side of it. Well, as long as we're not getting pegged too hard and we're not, you know, blowing anything that doesn't need to be blown, I think we should have every chance of coming out on the right side of the scoreline on Sunday. John is wondering, will you go for points on Sunday? By God, we will. We'll be outside Fagans. Definitely. And the only question that we need to ask is what pints will we be drinking on Sunday? I don't think that is ever in any question. You know, options are a little bit more limited up and around Crow Park than they were in previous times. You know, you'd miss a trip down to the big tree or down to, you know, you know, Fagans there is, you know, a nice one. You know, you might have to have a few cans out on the side of the road with COVID-19 and all the rest of it. But are you going to have a few bottles of Moretti? Heineken, Bulmers, it's an it's a lovely option to have. It's worth thinking about it Definitely. now. Is the Nestor Cup allowed to leave Crow Park, or do you think John Horne is going to be taking it with him again this year? Well, as we have seen over the last couple of weeks, the Connacht Council seem to be a law unto themselves. They don't follow the same rules that everyone else does, and do you know what? Whether they say we can have it or not. 
I think we'll be bringing it home regardless. We think back to last year's All-Ireland final. We think of the dubs getting to take the Sam Maguire and celebrate it out in the field, even though no other county in Ireland was allowed to do it. Of course. I say, fuck the dubs mm-hmm. and feck all the rest of them as well. We'll do what we want here in Mayo, as we have seen over the last couple of weeks with our famous Mayo kit fan. Now, the kit ban is something that's been providing a lot of debate recently. The kit ban recently picked up a one-match ban for some of its infringements where the kit ban is some sort of... I don't know, did you ever watch the movie Herbie? It was the, you know, the mm. Volkswagen Beetle that came to life. It seems like there's an element to the kit fan where back in the older days, you know, we talked about it in a very much, in kind of a, a taking the mickey approach. You know, we talked about the turf that you'd find in the kit fan. We talked about the smell of fish that you could have in the back of the kit fan. We talked about Killian O'Connor and five aliens rolling around in the back of that kit fan in one of the most bizarre TV advertisements that you've ever seen in your entire mm. life. But now the kind of the, the, the public opinion and the court of public opinion has kind of turned on the kit fan because not only did it get reprimanded for bringing in three strangers into Crow Park back in December, it also got, you know, pulled for pulling the same stunt above in Mark the Bitch Park in, in Sligo. It was, you know, banned altogether from going to Pork Sean or, you know, McHale Park as it were. So it's kind of at the stage now where does the kit fan need to get a longer ban, maybe even a more a permanent suspension? Could the kit fan be replaced with some other sort of vehicle that's not going to get us, you know, into so much yeah. public trouble? And it's, you know, it's very disappointing. You know, we thought when the van was bought that we could trust it to behave itself. You know, it, it promised us the sun, moon and stars and it said it was going to be a very, very good boy. But that kit van has caused us a lot of trouble. It's been getting up to a lot of illicit activity. And it's been going into places, TJ, that it shouldn't be going into. And I think at this stage of the day now, you might have to consider maybe, you know, putting it up on blocks, maybe, maybe cutting a time and belt, maybe, you know, taking the keys for a little while, you know, just to get this kit van back in line. Because I think if we're going to win the All-Ireland, we're going to need to make sure that our all of our players are well-disciplined. And this kit van has got a huge, huge role to play in this team. Now, we've got a couple of more questions that we can't get around to, you know, all of them. The, the mailbag is absolutely full, as it were. Mm. But somebody is wondering, and this is a, you know, a real thought-provoking question, and maybe not necessarily a question you'll agree with at all, Fat Larry, but they're wondering, what makes Ballina the best town in Mayo? Ballina is one of the finest towns, not only in Mayo, but in the whole world. And that's a fact. Ballina is great. As you can see in this Mayo team now, we have got something here that we haven't had since the days of, you know, Jink and Joe Corcoran. Mm. You know, we've got men from down in that whole Ballina town area who are liable to put on a stunning display of football or batter the head of any Galway man who stands in their way. This guy is teak tough and that's what sums up Ballina. You know, you've got the river down there fishing on the moy. You know, these Mayo players are, you know, bred on fish. It was sold out of the back of the kit van for long enough. It fueled that great Stephen Rochford team. You know, the fishing down there is great. And, you know, I think as well, just the, you know, the gorgeous, fabulous people from down there as well. Mm. You know, these North Mayo inbreds. I think they're just some of the finest people you'll find anywhere, 
not only in Mayo, but in the whole of Europe. They're very nicely detached from that South Mayo border area. Do you know where fellas would be conflicted? Fellas would say, oh, I don't like Galway with the team, but hard for them boys to turn down a night in the big city when they go down to Galway once yeah. every six months. Do you know what I mean? In that sort of a way. So if you're in Balna, you're that bit further removed from it. And you could say that them Balna boys, they'd have no problem battering the shite out of their Galway counterparts this weekend. One other factor that I think is possibly big is the... The use of coke up there in Ballina, you know, it's multinational. It brings people from all over the county. You know, you've got half the team working in there now at the moment. And that's great to see. Yeah. And I think we've talked about it here for a long time. You know, the way that North Mayo has been, I suppose, detached and suppressed, particularly by Mayo manager James Horan. You know, despite the fact that he's down there on coke himself, um, below in Ballina you know it is fantastic to see that guys who have had very little opportunity over the last couple of years who have been you know really disrespected at county level are now making huge waves in the team you see guys like Porco Horas of course as we mentioned there if you cast the net a little bit broader down in North Mayo Darren McHale from Knockmore has been Mayo's standout player in the championship this year has given real you know impetus up front gorgeous fabulous absolutely wonderful you then think of you know up and coming players from that whole area Rhino Donoghue from Belmullet and Conor Conor Loftus from Cross Malina a guy there's a a North Mayo spine yes it's almost like they're exploding you know that explosive kind of jizz that they've given up the spine of this team is something that we've craved for a long time I suppose now that East Mayo has been totally disregarded as a footballing stronghold and they're focusing on hurling we've picked you know the three areas that we can actually choose guys from and some of these guys coming from the north I think the north is coming again because it's all very cyclical fat Larry and you can go back to those great teams of the early noughties you know your Balanaz, your Knockmores your Crossbalinas as it were I think their time is coming again now and it's time for those that South Mayo strangleholder, mm. that sort of South Central slash West sort of hinterland area. I think it's time for them now to step to one side and, and let the Northern counterparts through. Absolutely. And long time listeners of this podcast would know that, you know, one of my all time footballing heroes is Finton Kickfather Ruddy, who, play, who comes from all the way below in Kilcommon. You know, a club who you wouldn't you know hear of too often but has produced one of my favourite footballers ever and he is a big North Mayo inbred and I'm firmly looking forward now to seeing a new age coming from that particular corner of Mayo. Now with Finton Ruddy being mentioned I suppose it's a good time for us to take you through James Horan's dummy team that he's named for the weekend. We're expecting many changes to this team of course he always likes springing a little late surprise on us but of course it's still very important that we get our team two days early so we can fully dissect and discuss that at yeah. large. So I'll take you through the team Fat Larry and maybe you can leave some of your uh, knowledge on this and let us know whether there's going to be any changes made to this team. So in goal number one Finton Ruddy Number two, Connor Moran from Burrishool. Three, David Heaney, Swinford. Four, the defender of the realm, Gary Ruan. Fabulous. Half-back line, Gary Mullins. Ushin Mullins' uncle, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Nallen at centre-back. Fergal Costlow, wing-back, captain. Fergal Boland's um, niece, I think, isn't it? Indeed. Strong, North Mayo pairing in midfield. David Brady, Rona McGarrity. Excellent, love to see it. Half forward line, James Gill from Westport, Keelan McDonald from Cross Malina, and Anil Dinnell from Ballantubber. From the Dáil, yeah. 
and the and the final line of the team we've got a 13 Connor Mortimer 14 Trevor Mortimer and 15 Brian Maloney what a team a great side and I suppose we've become very used now in the last couple of um, years you know with these dummy teams we really can't read into you know who James Horan is going to put out there's always going to be one or two changes and you know I would firmly expect that there will be at least at least two changes to that team come tomorrow but other than that you're looking down to the team there you've got a really strong spine as you said Finton Ruddy belting the ball out far into the middle of the field David Heaney is a fine fella James Nallon curly headed James Nallon from Cross Malina and as you said a lovely strong North Mayo midfield two Ballina men in there and a Cross Malina man at centre forward I think that spine looks very strong it remains to be seen who's picked besides now there'll be a lot of changes made one man we won't be seeing is Killian O'Connor we're going to miss him drastically so we will it's his Mayo's first time lining out in Crow Park in a championship encounter without Killian since the year 2009 I believe so that's going to be a little challenge for us well, for a man that had a lot of injuries, he had a very, very unbelievably impressive record of getting into Crow Park. But I suppose he won't be on the bench. But some of the substitutes we have here recently required David Clark, Pat Kelly, Dermot Geraghty, Damian Munley, Declan Sweeney, Liam O'Malley, Pat Navin, Pather Gardner, Marty McNicholas, Fergal Kelly, Billy Joe Padden, Adney Mornan, Oshdy O'Malley, Mickey Conroy and Aidan Kilcoyne. They'll be, you know... One of those or two of those will be called upon in the late hours of this game and we'll be relying on them to make a serious impact off the bench. It's a real who's who of Mayo names there. And I think a good, you know, we said modern day football, you need all your players, you need all of your subs and I think we're blessed to have great subs there as well. One thing you also need in the modern game, you know, it's not just about the 15 men on the field and the men on the bench. It's also about what you'd find in the stand. Who's there rooting on the players? Who is the ones that are you know, looking out for them, caring for them, supporting them. And I think, you know, we have our 16th man back in the stadium the next day. We're going to have 18,000 really, you know, half-baked Mayo inbreds who are going to be taken, you know, out of their homes for the first time in nearly 18 months and will be unleashed on Crow Park. We'll also be unleashing the Mayo Wags on Crow Park again. And that is just absolutely fantastic to see. High summer, hot girl summer, Fabulous. Hot fan summer, but how the fans will adapt to their first game back in such a long time is absolutely crucial now. Some would say that, having been starved of football in a way for up on two years now, that they're going to go in with maybe a new approach, be a very positive, supportive, encouraging fan base, just happy to be there in a way and proud of their team for all they've achieved down through the years. But there's a part of me that thinks that Mayo fans are going to snap right back to reality and as soon as that first real fuck-up is made, we're going to be jumping on our own players as tigerishly and, you know, as 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 as, as angrily as we possibly would have ever done it in a league game in McHale Park. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. We saw some of these young guys last year. They never had their baptism of fire. They get away with messing up pickups and even kicking wides on occasion without hearing, you know, the fans behind them telling, you know you know, giving, fucking them out of it in a way. But I feel like if we can strike that balance right as a fan base on Sunday, get the mixture between positivity and absolutely hurling abuse, I think that could be the key that unlocks this Galway defence and allows Mayo to have the freedom of Crow Park, as it were. Absolutely. And there are two teams playing this game the next day, of course, the match, which is taking place in Crow Park. 
against Galway and Galway of course are a county who we know quite well we are located geographically not too far away from them you know a lot of Mayo people living in Galway and vice versa and there's I, I would suspect a lot of players on this Mayo team who might have you know been schoolmates and college mates of some of these Galway inbreds that they're coming up against the next day so it's a real kind of tight-knit a real close encounter a real kind of inbred affair but as you were saying it's great to see a traditional conic final you know we've had so many bad conic finals over the last number of years it's great to see the two traditional powers back taking each other on again and i have no doubt not that i know too much about this galway team but i know that they can't be as good as mayo because mayo are the best county in in my opinion anyways and i have absolutely no doubt that we'll be winning it, possibly on a penalty shootout, but I think we're going to do it. Nothing could be ruled out at this stage. I think if Mayo can mark Porrick Joyce properly, if we can do a good job on him and keep him quiet throughout the game, we should have a very, very good chance. Now, we've arguably gone into the game in almost too much depth for some of our you know, more casual listeners, Fat Larry. We yeah. don't want to exclude anyone. No, we so don't want to scare them away. We're just going to maybe park that issue of the game for a couple of minutes. We'll come back at the end to get your prediction, which I know you've been thinking about for at least the last 10 or 15 minutes. But before we go into that, we're just going to, I suppose, just give a little brief overview of what's been happening in Mayo at large, because one of the accusations that the crickets will always have for this podcast is that we don't give enough credit to the young guys, the, you know, the underage guys, maybe the hurlers, maybe even the Mayo ladies in a way. But I think if we could shine a light on them at the moment now and maybe Fat Larry, you want to take us through just what's been happening with regards to the, the underage scene in Mayo. Absolutely. Well, it's been a real mixed bag, you know, in terms of uh, Mayo underage over the last couple of weeks. You know, we cast our mind back to 10 days ago. Mayo had a fantastic win in the under 20s in the semi-final. They played, you know, a Galway team that was loaded with players who would have won an All-Ireland title last year. You know, a game they weren't expected to win and by God did they do well on the day. You know, a very, very high scoring game, 11 points to 1-8. You know, there were scores going in left, right and centre. They couldn't be separated at the final whistle. But then, most unusually, we have now taken to these penalty shootouts and it's great to see, you know, that Mayo came out on top on that one. 7-6. You know, the goalies weren't on form that evening, but we came out on top. But then, unfortunately, on Wednesday, they did, you know, what we come to expect from Mayo teams. They went from being very, very good to being very, very all over the place. And unfortunately, we couldn't beat the Rossies. And I think the less we say about that particular result, the better. I suppose we followed that up then by looking even further down at even more of the youth and it was the turn of the under-17s, the, the minors as it were. Now we, we must be careful what we say about these guys but they went up against the Rossies of Roscommon and they were unfortunately beaten as well. So this was two games in a week where Mayo lost to Roscommon. Now we've said in the yep. past there's never much shame in losing to Galway. They're good rivals of ours. It's always a good match when we go toe-to-toe with them. But any day you lose Truscommon is a bad day, Fat Larry. It is, but at the same time, you're talking about young guys, you're talking about, you know, developing players for the future and being very, very positive. And I think particularly coming from that under-20 game the last day, you saw a few, you know, really fabulous young players. Again, lots of good North Mayo inbreds there. You know, you had Connell Dempsey and, you know, Frank Irwin and... You know, you had a couple of nice ponytails coming up as well. Guys who are growing the hair out from an early age. So that's really good to see. So you'd be hoping that in a couple of years time, 
they'll learn from that experience and when they're ready to play for Mayo at senior level they'll be right and ready to go so we won't be too hard on them disappointing and all that but we'll move on Another game that went to a draw then was the ladies and I was quite surprised Fat Larry that we didn't go to a kick Pinos in this competition they obviously you know for I suppose some sort of bizarre gender based reason they've said the kick Pinos was not an appropriate thing to do for the girls so what they ended up doing was stepping back to the 30 meter line taking their deep breaths dusting themselves down brushing themselves off and going for these uncontested 30 meter kicks Fabulous. and I don't know whether it was a sudden death or it was uh, whatever which way you would call it but it finished out on a on a on a, on a very tight score line of one score to zero scores so this Mayo is by the odd score. We've said it here for a long time. Whatever way you can win it, don't matter. But if it's an odd score, you take it. Yes, and we must credit Shauna Howley from Knockmore for scoring that odd score. She credited it down to her yoga. She says she does a lot of deep breathing, a lot of yoga, and a lot of mental visualisation. And she went there in the mind before she went there in a body. And that's something I've incorporated into my warm-up this week. For example, you'll see me now for the rest of the day, eyes closed, putting the hand out, grasping an imaginary pint, breathing deeply, meditating, getting in touch with the chakras, bringing the pint up, wetting the lips, getting the other hand up, wiping away the remains of it. You go there in the mind so that you're ready when you go there in the body, Fat Larry. Absolutely. Don't rock into Crow Park the next day, you know, having not given this game, you know, due thought don't just think of what could go well always good to just consider what might go wrong as well you know we might take that 10 point lead we might start getting pegged back a little bit the fans might start getting a bit negative and the Mayo players might start shitting themselves good to manifest these things in advance you know just to make sure that when they do happen you can just snap out of it and you can get that positive Mayo flow of energy going as well Mayo do do do's all the way as you said the first one is going to be huge. I cannot wait to see the inbreds back in a vengeance and there to witness what will be a historic win. It'll be the first kind of title Mayo will win in 2021. It's going to be fab. So, Fatler, we've got to the point of the podcast where all of the cheese has been cut now at this stage and it's time to get right down to the brass tacks of it, get into the meat and two veg and tell us who you think is going to win this game on Sunday? How much do you think it's going to be by? What do you think are the big... Do you think the matchups will be important? Do you think the kick-out strategies will play a key role in this? You know, feel free to go into as much detail as you want on this one. Yeah, I think there are a couple of things to discuss, just particularly in terms of the tactics. You know, what we can expect the next day is we can expect, you know, Mayo's full back line to match up very, very well against the Galway full back line. You know, we're going to be expecting to see Mayo, you know, guys like Keegan is in there, you know, Parker Hora, Plunkett, Ushin Mullen, these guys, Paddy Durkin, of course, as well. They like to get up the field. They're not going to have much interest in the forwards they're marking. So I'd be more interested to see what defenders we're going to match up against as well. I'm looking forward to seeing how much wide open space Mayo leave in front of our own goal. That's going to be very, very important. If we can manage to leave lots of space there, 
leave Robert Henley very, very exposed. I think that could be a very, very good thing for this Mayo team because we seem to thrive in that kind of helter-skelter football and I think it seems to suit us, particularly up in Crow Park as well. You know, having the game in Crow Park, you know, some inbreds like myself are very, very angry about the fact that, you know, the game is not being played on home side where it should be. But as a caveat to that, the wide open space of Crow Park should suit these gorgeous guys very, very well. And how they match up with the grass is very, very important. What colour boots do you wear? Of course, I suppose the greenness of the jersey always puts us on the front foot when we're playing in Crow Park because we're immediately matching with the grass. This kind of maroon sort of a disgusting sort of a disgraceful jersey that Galway do have on them at times that won't do them any favours and it will not play into their hands whatsoever but for the Mayo guys yeah it's about how well they're looking we'll know within the first three four five minutes how this game is going to go whether they be looking gorgeous will they be looking you know will they be looking tired when they bring out their massive lunch boxes onto the pitch and they crack those lunch boxes and the preparation really begins at that stage we'll have a fair idea so I'll be in Crow Park 10am on Sunday morning I'll be there with the hang sandwiches getting ready to rock getting there do you know as we've said many many times getting there in the mind getting there in the body and you know getting right riled up and ready to go in this game absolutely TJ and I think you know with the analysis done You know, we've given our opinion, we've gone into the game in huge amounts of depth, great detail given and some really good open discussion, not just between myself and yourself here, but I'm sure the inbreds out there will be discussing, they will be arguing, they will be manifesting different, you know, ideas that we have raised here today. And I think we have left no stone unturned and I hope our Mayo boys have left no stone unturned and I hope the inbreds leave no stone unturned either in their preparations i hope they have a fantastic day up in crow park wear your sun cream stay hydrated pint bottles cans draft bottles whatever you whatever works for you just keep them coming fast and often and make sure if you're up there you know the chant you know what to sing up mayo up mayo and mayo do 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 and it's it's all connected fat larry i couldn't agree with you more and what a beautiful little eulogy to see us out on today's show the fans the players the half bakes the inbreds we're all in this together folks we all need to have the same prize in our mind and the same goal has been set and we're only looking one step at a time now all we want to do is bring the jerry john nestor over the shannon this sunday evening and it's you know ultimately Ultimately, the manager can do nothing now. The country broad can do nothing. The players can do very, very little. Ultimately, now it's down to you, the fans, to make sure that we give our Mayo boyens the support they need, whether you're watching at home or abroad, whether you're watching after 12 or 14 pints of beer or whether you're a pioneer. We have to be right ready to go from the get-go this Sunday and manifest a win for our Mayo boys. And I hope we're back, Fat Larry, for another podcast. That's all I can say at this stage. I'd love to be previewing an All-Ireland Shamey filing with you guys in a couple of weeks to come. But at this stage, we can rest easy and say we could do no more. I couldn't have put it any better myself. The tears are rolling from my eyes, both from being just, you know, very swept away in the motion and the horrendous amount of sweat that I am covered in during this very, very hot spell of weather. Mayo are back, folks. We're back in Crow Park. Inbreds are back in the stadium. And the Jim John Nestor Cup will be coming back to Mayo on Sunday evening. Thank you very much for listening. And hopefully we'll be seeing you again for a 
All-Ireland semi-final preview against Kildare in two weeks' time. Mayo by the odd score. Good score, buddy! Good buddy! Heartbreaking. It's a free from Terry right in the middle of the pitch. Who's been fouled? Brian Sheehan. Who's the person who'll take it? Brian Sheehan. Who's the best long range kicker on the Kerry team? Brian Sheehan. He has stolen a yard or two. Watch him. He's stealing yards. He's stealing yards. He needs to get back. Get back. Kerry to win it with Brian Sheehan. Sheehan, he goes. Oh, yes, go white, go white, go white, go white. It's all over. It's all over. Oh, it's all over. We're going to have to do it all over again next Saturday evening. One more time. Get back. Get back. Back to where you once belonged. He's stealing yards. He needs to get back. Get back. Had everything that you want to see except a male win.